freaking auto! This, this is Brock and Saul. Brock Heward and Mark, Matt, Marcus, sorry about just Mike. Mike. Presented by Carter, Volkswagen, and Ballard. On Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Where's like the buff dudes at? Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike Saul. <laughs> All right, well, we will uh, have some open phone lines 30 minutes from now. That's always fun. Fun way to finish off the week with whatever it is you guys want to talk about. 866-979-3776. And then, uh, you know, we got some ranking to do. So it should be a a good final hour here of our week on Brock and Salk. Uh, Brock, we talked to Jerry yesterday. I want to come back to a few of the things Jerry said. I see you get your finger in there. Is there something important? Yeah, just a quick question. Because I may have misremembered. Yes. Um, Is this normal? It feels like the Mariners have had a Thursday off day all season long. Is that is that kind of the new there scheduling? There are more off days built into the way the season is now. Yes. Yeah, but it's not even like a Monday or two. Like it's yeah, almost had Mondays every, too. Uh, been a lot of. I feel like almost all Thursdays. A huge majority of them have been on Thursdays. And well, just, I think there's always been more Thursdays than Mondays. Okay. Brock, you're right, though. The Thursdays. I'm looking at the calendar on the yeah. wall. A lot of Thursdays. But there have always been more Thursdays than Mondays because sometimes, you know, because you get a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday series are fairly right. with the Wednesday getaway day, right? right. So that's always right, that's right, been right. a fairly consistent thing. Um, but yes, there are more off days built into the season now than there used to be. Okay. So All yes, right. thank you for, for that. That was important. I'm glad we got that taken care <laughs> well, of. Well, it is important because uh, yeah, yesterday, no, no, that was really yeah, important. Well, that was good. Yeah, thank you, Brock. That's you're, really you're, good. You're welcome. Because yesterday was one of those Thursdays. Yes. It was, we, we asked Jerry, you know, pretty point blank. Like, are there going to be moves made? Are we going to do something? Is there going to be some action on one of these off days? And on he one of these said, Thursdays? No, you know, our action is to, to get together here in about an hour and, and start working through our national draft meetings. And, you know, it's a, we do have a lot to manage beyond just the major league club. And we're in the midst of that with the draft coming up on us and, and an important one for us with three picks in the first round and, and to continue building depth in our organization. And, and I think sometimes an off day is good just to let it be an off day. I think everybody needs a chance to just tap the brakes when you do things at the highest end of your emotion, they tend not to be very smart things. <laughs> so mm-hmm. talking about, you know, amateur players and how we might improve the depth of our organization seems a pretty good respite. That seemed to be the thing that most people were upset about yesterday or the, th- or the thing that people were most upset about, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I understand why I really do. I understand how that's frustrating to hear. Right. Your team's struggling. They're not hitting. And the head of the guy who put it all together is saying, I'm focused on the draft tomorrow. I get it. That's that's hard to hear, Mm -hmm. but it's absolutely the right thing to do, especially the end part right there. When you act in the highest degree of emotion, it usually is not the best. It is why number of times that I'll get emotional about something and start to tweet something and I'm like, mm, walk away from it. Just walk away. Blood's boiling a little bit, I'm a little hot. Walk away and then come back. Is it worth it? No, not worth it. Delete, right? Just uh, the old Herm Edwards. I wish, Don't I, get could, I wish I could tell you how many emails I have written and then deleted after showing them to somebody other than the person who they were intended to. Yes, right. So, you know, this is not a time when you are really ticked about an offense that continues to sputter and struggle. When you're really upset and perplexed at why veteran guys uh, are not doing the the things. And some of your best players, your two all-stars from last year. Yeah. Julio and Ty, your two all-stars from last year, and they are the number two, the, the one and two culprits 
of chasing and not swinging at what we are trying to instruct and build our whole organization around. Right, We're hanging our hat on controlling the zone. In Ty, in the month of June, you've got a 41% chase rate. Uh, Julio, and once again, the hard, month of June, much like May and April, you've got a 38% so, so, chase so let rate. So let me play devil's advocate on this. Let me, let me speak up for the fan who was angry when they heard that. Because as I said, I, I tend to agree with Jerry. But let me speak up for them. And I don't think there's any way to... There's any way to criticize him for focusing on the draft. He's got to focus on the draft. Like, that's part of the job of being a president of baseball operations is you can't just have one focus. You're you're overseeing a gigantic staff. But I'll, I'll take the side of the angry fan here for a moment who says, yeah, I don't think you should have made a decision after that Nationals game. That should have just been the final straw. I wanted to see changes after A, B, C, D, E, F games. Mm-hmm. And just because you're angry after game G doesn't mean you can't make a decision. The decision was basically already made. This should just be the, all right, because that happened, now we're ready to pull the trigger on it. Yeah. And I understand that argument, too. Like, I, I think there is something to it. I just don't believe that there is an obvious move. Uh, I was hoping Stacy was going to be in a little earlier. I was going to see if I could get her to come in because I thought she put together a really good poll yesterday just asking people, what do you believe is the primary reason for the Mariners' struggles? And it was not the manager, although I know there are people out there, it turns out to be, I guess, a bit of a, you know, a loud minority who say it's the manager. That's not what her poll suggested. Mm-hmm. 14% of people said it was the manager. so nearly 6 out of 10 just said poor execution. 22%, 23% say lack of talent. Okay, well, the lack of talent thing is is a conversation. But when your issue is poor execution, what... What do you do other than to wait for the people executing to do it up to their yeah, normal standard? I, I, I voted on talent, by the way. You just did? To, I was one of the 22%, and I think that's tied to hand-in-hand hand with execution, that you just, you know, you get to a point where I'm, I'm sorry, you're, you're not completing these passes well enough, and you're not executing well enough, and I am at a point, too, you're just not talented enough to be in this league long enough. And I, so, t- to me, those are somewhat hand-in-hand, hand. you know, the talents, the raw goods you're working with. And obviously the execution is then the performance yeah. of it. So I, I tended to look at AJ Pollock and me, Colton man. Wong. I, I, you know, the bottom Dylan, Dylan Moore. And I, I kind of looked at it in totality and said, yeah, when I'm watching these other teams that you're losing to come in here, the Tampa Bay Rays today with, you know, the number of all-stars they have and players are just looking at their talent. Like that's, that's a more talented team top to bottom. That's a more talented I, I lineup. That one's hard for me when you've got so many people underperforming. Is Mike Trout not talented? He's having a lousy year. Is Bryce Harper not talented? He's having a lousy year. Let's pull up Mike Trout's year. And see I mean, it's not that, as bad as AJ Pollock's. So obviously, I'm not that making that comp, Brock. But the idea being that guys have a talent that they have reached over the course of a career, not over the course of six, three months. Correct. And so uh, judging the quote-unquote talent based on the three months where you're obviously not playing up to your expectation – it doesn't it's it just doesn't work for me. And I, I saw somebody text the same thing when Joe was on earlier at seven thirty, who said, Wait, so let me tell you let me understand. Scott Service has gotten this team to overperform for a few years. They've underperformed for three months and he's got to pay the price for it. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't really make sense. And so mm-hmm. that's why those those uh you know, projections, et cetera, they tell a different story about the amount of talent that's here 
than the than the results have shown. Yeah, and Mike's not been what he's been in the past. Still an eight fifty eight OPS. Dude, I'm not telling runs, you Mike Trout stinks. War, of course. I know. He's I know one of the are. greatest players of all time. Yes. And he's not playing to what he's played to in the past. And maybe the litany of injuries that he has suffered over year after year after year yeah, after year have taken a little bit of a toll on him. And and maybe just the legs of A.J. Pollock are done and, and Colton Wong is just done. But, yeah, to me, at least there's a debate. It, it is obviously the result. It is obviously the lack of execution and performance and especially in big moments. So I, I am not trying to say the 59% that voted that way are wrong. I think there is absolutely an argument, and they're probably right. But I do think if they continue down this road, you're going to start to look at the talent. And as Jerry said yesterday, if they can't hit a, hit it, well, again, we're going to find new people to hit it. To have voted, in, as I did, and under uh, execution does not mean it, that the talent is good enough. One does not preclude the other. And Stacy, I thought, smartly, was very clear in her poll. You're not saying this is the only cause. Yep. What's the primary cause? And I believe that there's not enough talent on the team. I'm with you. And certainly when you look at the bottom of this roster, it doesn't look good enough. And when you're watching Dylan Moore and Colton Wong take key at bats back to back in the ninth inning of a tie game, you kind of throw your hands up in the air and say, what are we doing here? No one is saying because the execution has been this bad that Mm -hmm. the talent is good enough. But if everyone on this offense was playing up to their talent level, I think we'd be having very different conversations heading into the All-Star break about a few more Mariner All-Stars and a team that was right in the thick of things. Need to know. 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk. Here's what you need to know. Up first. Well, I'm certainly ready to see the Mariners after a day off. I needed the day off. I really did not want to watch them yesterday, and I'm glad that they didn't play. But I'm glad they're back tonight, and I'll be ready to go and... See if they have an opportunity in front of them, Brock, to actually do some damage against three really good teams in a row before the All-Star break, right? It's Tampa, then it's the Giants who've been red hot, and then after that, it's Houston who's had your number. So this is your chance. Jerry DePoto, by the way, he sure hasn't given up. You know that the way we'll get out of it, I still believe that there's a lot of season left, and our best chance for resolving our struggle is for good players to start doing the things that they've done. And they've, and they've done for us in the past – now, some of the players that we have, we're built on a roster that is largely 20-somethings. And, you know, we shouldn't be struggling to, to, to survive the way we are with the talent that we have. And, unfortunately, that's the position we put ourselves in. Yeah, that's right. And, and he goes on to talk about some of the issues they've had. And swinging at better pitches seems to be right at the crux of it all. Until they swing at better pitches, they're not going to get out of this struggle. And after this weekend, they will be past the halfway point of the season. I mean, they're, they're going to be at 83 games come Sunday, and these are three pretty big ones. They've played the Rays well. They not only trade well with the Rays and been a, an active trade partner over the years with Jerry, but in these matchups, they typically grind it out. They're typically super competitive, and that has been typically an advantage for the Mariners to win those close games. I have a sense, Salk, these next three will be a little like that Orioles series. You're yep. going to have your chances. And you're going to get a cookie or two. You're not going to get a ton of them. And these Rays don't make mistakes. They don't hurt themselves. That's why they're the best team in the American League. And maybe that one-run game finally mm-hmm. turns, that worm turns. Maybe that extra inning, four and eight, you know, finally turns. And it couldn't come at a better time with the All-Star game looming. Yeah, we'll see Shane McClanahan tonight, the uh, ace right now of this Rays team, 11-1, a 2.2 ERA. Bryce Miller on the hill tonight for the Mariners. 
Here's the second thing you need to know. Well, sure sounds like the Kraken had themselves a really good draft. I mean, just reading everything I did yesterday tells me that they did what they needed to do. I saw a lot of A's. I saw nothing lower than a B plus. And uh, you know, when you're picking at 20, that's impressive. They did have a lot of extra picks, and it sounds like they used them very well. Uh, looks like they got themselves a potential top six kind of score in the first round, and then in the second round, a couple of two-way guys, you know, offensive, defensive types of players, and then a legitimate offensive defenseman, which is something you need. Somebody who can move the puck, take it out of your zone, find a way to score, captain your power play. Those are all things they need, and so that's something to add now to their organizational depth. And we've talked about this a couple different times, and Dave Haxtall was the mouthpiece with us earlier this week, just talking about their style and the way they play. And when you know who you are, and here was Coach Haxtall talking about that style and that speed and pressure they love to play with. Everything we do is, is about being quick, about being fast, about using the depth of our roster. And in a nutshell, without getting, I guess, too detailed on it, every piece of our system and every you know our, every all the parts of our game and the way we play are based on doing things with pressure and doing things quickly and our, our guys really enjoyed playing within that system they first of all you know they did a great job buying in and understanding the you know the basic concepts and they were really committed to doing it and i know they didn't have top five picks as they had the previous year sulk uh shane wright maddie veneers and everything else but this year it had to be much easier for them in the, in that regard of knowing who they are of knowing what this roster is, of knowing some of the pieces and the components they do have. And over time, as you mentioned, with 17- and 18-year-olds, this isn't next year plug-and-play. This is the years to come. To have an identity where you know who you are, I think would make that process easier. I think it would, too. I also think it's too bad they didn't have a top-five pick this year instead of last year. I think when they got to Shane Wright, it was like, okay, he's got the talent, we're going to roll the dice. And I think this year there were some legit dudes that I think they would have felt a little bit more comfortable with in the top five. But you know what? It is what it is, right? I mean, that's where you draft, and we're going to see the Mariners have this same thing in front of them here in a couple of weeks when they draft three times in the top 30 of the baseball draft. And that one's supposed to be very deep and a good time for them to have all those picks. Here's the third thing you need to know. Scott Service is going to be an all-star. He'll be on the all-star coaching staff for Dusty Baker and his AL squad when the game is here in town on next Tuesday. Looking forward to that, man. It should be good to see Scott out there. We still don't know. No official confirmation on whether Scott has Can to give up his office. you get details for crying out loud? You know I mean, what? I reach out to Trevor, and Trevor hey. responds, and now it's become viral. I, I got a huge. response, which was that normally that's the way things would work, but... Because of Scott being on the coaching staff, there's some digging that needs to be done. It's early in the day over there. Oh, okay, all right. Why don't you calm yourself down? Jeez. Do you think Dusty has a pile of latex gloves and a pile of toothpicks? Hope are, so. those, are those the two things that he kind of clamors for on, the, on Scott's desk? I really hope so. <laughs> yes. He comes in, it's just like a, a huge thing of the latex gloves. <laughs> yes. Big, big box of latex gloves. Yeah. A, a big old box of toothpicks. And, yeah. And Dusty is, uh, Dusty is all set. That's, uh, that's his rider before he shows up to you. Your office, like <laughs> like Van Halen with the M and M's or whatever. All right, there you go. That is everything you need to know. We do that quarter past every hour. Are you ready to talk to the people, Brock? We did it's this a, yesterday early. We did, and there were some uh, there were some great calls. Hold on, let me look at my notepad yesterday. Yeah. I, know, I know we had a Marty. Uh, Marty started it. We had Kurt uh, over Moses Lake, if you remember. Yes, um, we had Vividly. Mark down in T Town. 
Uh, what are you hoping it. to get calls on today? So open Gentlemen phone lines yeah, here next. On. So we'll open up the lines, 866-979-3776. We do this at the end of every Friday show at 930, 866-979-3776. Your you chance to I control want. the show for a few minutes. Anything you feel like we didn't talk enough about or you want to hear more about or you want to say something on, this is your chance to control the show and talk about whatever you want. What What are you hoping to hear some calls on? Passion. You're hoping to hear calls on passion? Passion. You want to hear what people's opinion is of passion? Mm, no, passion I, want, fruit? I want a passionate take on service. I want oh. a passionate take on DePoto. I want a passionate take on Pete Carroll. Oh. I want a passionate take on the Kraken. I want passion on this Friday. Right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm I thought you wanted somebody to call up and talk about passion. No, all right, that's no, not as no, good. No, no. All right, well, well the numbers, it, could, it, it could be. It could be. Yeah. I mean, it could be better. Yes, <laughs> uh, maybe depending. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six eight six six. Nine seven nine three seven seven six. Open phone lines. You get to control the show for a few minutes, and we will do it next. Brock and Salk. Nine seven nine three seven seven six. Seattle Sports on seven ten. Please make them stop talking. This this is Brock and Salk, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. Back in mornings from six to ten on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. All right, let's see what the phone calls look like today. A little fella cootie on a beautiful Friday, a fella Friday for everybody. 866-979-3776. You ready, Brock? You ready for this? You ready what to hear you say from a fella foodie? It's a what? fella Friday. That's fella cootie. That's ah, the music was fella oh, cootie. Oh, oh fella cootie. Gotcha. African jazz yeah. yep. legend fella cootie. Yes. 866-979-3776. Starting with Mike in Hoodsport. What's up, Mike? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? We're doing great, man. Have the uh, C-Run cutthroat started to come through Hoodsport? What are we doing with? Oh, yeah. No, we'll be able to tell you as soon as everybody clears out from this 4th of July weekend. I'll tell you that. Okay, great. Awesome. Well, bring it. What you got this morning? Give me some so passion. I'm curious to get your take on what I kind of view. Um, I'm not like the most in-depth Seattle fan in terms of you know passion and I'm a kind of follower. You know, I'm not originally from this area, but I'm curious to get the take. I hear a lot of optimism, especially from people who come on your show, like KJ and stuff, about this is the real Gino. This is who he, you know, this is who he is. But at the same token, we hear, you know, obviously this talk about Russ and his bad year. Why is it we don't look at Russ's year as an anomaly the same way that or Gino's year as an anomaly the same way we might look at Russ's year? What? What what are people seeing on both of those sides that says that those are who are the real people? Why can't we say that they both really had an anomaly year and nobody knows what's going to happen? Well, that's a great question. Thank you. I, I would say with Russ, and I hit on this last hour, I think he's poised to compete for the comeback player of the year. And you don't have to just be injured to be a comeback player of the year. You can have and fall right off the cliff, as he did last season. I think the Denver organization has done all they can to surround him for success. And I would say the same thing about Geno, Mike. That I, I think if anything last year we learned that, oh, that's right, that mm-hmm. Pete Carroll guy in this organization knows how to – I'm not saying what the article said this week about QB proof, but it does know how to play to the greatest strengths of Matt Hasselbeck, Charlie Whitehurst, Tavares Jackson, uh, Russell Wilson, Geno Smith. I can go back to the USC days with Pete and the different players and different styles that they brought to the equation as well. So I think it's a, a trust in the track record yeah, that, I, uh, that Pete and crew know what they're I doing. I would also just say football generally doesn't have anomalies like that. 
Oh, it can. Derek Anderson was. Yeah, it can. It, it has can. some, but it doesn't yep. have this. I mean, it's not like baseball where anomalies are consistent, no. are consistent. Correct. Generally, football is a little bit more linear than baseball is. And I think that's why we tend to believe what we've seen most recently, as opposed to just the whole body of the career there. There there's a little more to it, I think, in, in that game. Eight, six, six, nine, seven, nine. I'm sorry. Yes. He's in Hood Sport, right? Yes. No, I'm about there. You've been to Hood Sport? No. Where is it? need. you need to go to Hood Sport. You need uh, Hood Canal. Uh, Hood Canal. Yeah, we'll there in a few days. Shout out to Potlatch Brewery. All right, there we go. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six. Good shout out. Good no, shout out. No, that's never good sorry one. shout outs. Take I praise shout outs, Justin. I never <laughs> sorry shout outs. Don't Canadians sorry me. Sorry, sorry. Titus sorry. is in Texas. <laughs> good morning, Titus. Hey, um, how are you guys? We're great, man. Oh, how are you? So good. Bring it. Uh, I'm good. So what I was wanting to talk about was, um, uh, so sorry, I'm a little bit nervous. Um, uh, so the Seahawks, like for a lot of these years, they've always had something to like pull up that they have something all, all, all the way up. Like they have something in their sleeve, like every single year, mm-hmm. like something that surprises see, like, us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the past 10 years, we've had nine winning seasons out of 10, which is pretty good. And they've always had some, like, everyone's kind of been like, yeah, I don't know about them. And they always have a, an okay season or decent season. And um, I just, like, I can't really figure out, like, what, like, yeah, they drafted some good players, but, like, I don't like. I don't really know what they have up their sleeve mm. this season. Like, well, if it, if you knew like, what they had up their sleeve, it wouldn't be up their sleeve, oh, right? I mean, like oh. that's the whole point of it being up their sleeve as opposed to out in the open. Is we don't know what it is yet. Maybe yeah. it's one of these rookies that we don't know. Maybe it's love the the safety. Maybe it's uh, Devin Bush who's going to be a huge surprise. Maybe we don't know yet. I think that's sort of the fun of having something up your sleeve. Yeah, and Titus, I would say uh, along those lines, part of the reason for that is you have a culture that just incubates it that grows it and develops it. And when it's been that common of a theme and it's been from Chris Carson in the seventh round Mm -hmm. and Doug Baldwin to undrafted to people at the very top of the pecking order. I think, uh, I think that that culture through 14 years over there with Pete and John and that building, and you know, we sit and meet with the players and talk to them and to a man and KJ does it now every Wednesday. And will once again, to a man talk about, you know, the key to that success and why it's up their sleeve is because they know how to develop that talent. Let's go to John in Spokane. Good morning, John. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. So I just I have two points for you. Um, just wanted to touch base on the Scott Service talk. I see this kind of like Mark Jackson with the Golden State Warriors. They were good. They had so much young talent with Curry uh, and Clay, But once they got to the playoffs, they did nothing. And once they brought in Steve Kerr, they were phenomenal, and they won a lot of rings. And unfortunately, Mark Jackson had to sit on the sidelines and call a lot of those games. And I, I love Scott. I think he does an amazing job. I think he's straightforward. But I just have to that, – that kind of theme jumps out to me that mm. this is the biggest reason why we should let him go is just – Maybe he's at his peak. Maybe he's up to his peak. 
John, that has been a narrative around. Thank you. We just got a bunch of full phone lines. So uh, call next Friday uh, when we're in, in here with your second point. That's been a narrative, Salk, that some have brought up and asked mm-hmm. is that, you know what, Scott is the builder. He's the shaper of these younger guys. Is he the right voice if this team turns into a little more veteran team? And I would have to imagine that, that Scott on his drive homes from the ballpark this season and at home, they've been 12, 15 and one in series. It's, you know, they've not played to expectations to Joe Fan's point. It's been largely collective offensively, not in their pitching, not in some of their fundamentals, other places, but offensively, their style, their, uh, you know, late game, close game, big moment game, clutch game that, that he is trying to figure out, okay, how, how can I reach them? I've got to see these next 80 games, and I cannot in any way, John, diminish the last two seasons. And, yeah, while Mark Jackson got to the playoffs and disappointed, Scott Service did not. A, he got to the playoffs, and B, they won a series in Toronto, and C, played right with Houston, and unfortunately had some of these offensive shortcomings we've seen really bloom in 2023. Uh, 866-979-3776. Go to Jeremy, who's in Spokane as well. Good morning, Jeremy. Man. We are hot in Spokane. Spokane. Very hot. I'd like to just counterpoint the last caller, I guess, but I can't believe that we went from having potential World Series aspirations three months ago to everybody wanting to burn the whole thing down and get rid of Jerry and Scott three months later. That is absolutely crazy. So I'm here to tell you that I am firmly cemented both feet in the Jerry and Scott camp and uh, we got to just see how this thing works out. It might turn sour this year, but mm-hmm. it's just one year. We got uh, an excellent, maybe one of the best baseball players of all time in Julio, at least in my view, going forward. Great pitching staff. I mean, I think everybody just needs to pump the brakes and uh, watch us beat Shane McClanahan tonight. Thanks for taking the call. Well, appreciate it. And and I, I'm with you on the brake pumping. And, I, and I, I do like the text that we got earlier, Brock, that said this guy's been – you know, has has had two years of overperformance, and you want to fire him after three months of underperformance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think people then tend to be a little quick on the trigger yep. on things like that. Well, and, and emotional, and I think Larry Stone has talked about this and yep. just wrote about it, and was on with Stacey and Bump, kind of talking about it. it's been a hard year for Mariners fans. It's a hard team, man. yes. You know, because they don't necessarily show a ton of emotion. That's not the way they're wired. They're wired to have good vibes, and when it's been unplugged and the power's been unplugged. Yeah, I think it has been a, a very, very challenging three months. But I do believe there are three more significant months left in this season. 866-979-3776. We've got five or six more minutes here. We'll go with Dennis in Federal Way. Hi, Dennis. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Friday. So, originally from Montreal, Quebec, huge hockey fan, original six. So, I know you'll get that. Really happy with what... Uh, Ron Francis has done putting this team together, how he's been methodical about it, the vision he's set. Uh, love what they're doing. It's an amazing arena. Uh, the town's bought in. Um, last thing on that, Veneers, love that kid, rookie of the year. I think he needs to put a little bit of weight on. I think he gets tossed around in the corners like a rag doll or somebody there to protect him. I know it's not the days of Semenko taking care of Gretzky, but uh, we got to protect them and uh, love what they're doing. 
Thanks, guys. Listen to you every day. Oh, wow. Thank you, Dennis. That was very nice. Did Appreciate he say he's it. a fan of the Hoppetons? Is that what I heard? Well, he said he was sticks? from Montreal, so I can only imagine he's an arrogant he's, hockey fan. He's but a I, 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 you know, we'll move on. Okay, so he give had me a, a name. about Julio, too. I told him he had to pick a sport because we had a lot yeah. of Okay, yeah. Well, he crushed So give me a name, man. You put me on the spot all the time. You put me on the spot all the time when it comes to the draft and free agency in the NFL. Yeah. And you really want to know names. Give me the name that will move the needle of Mike Salk in the next five, six, seven days. Over the 4th of July, free agency in the NHL begins tomorrow. Yeah. Give me the guy. Give me the name. Give me the person that you want to add to these Seattle Kraken. There is no real free agent that will move the needle. It's just not that kind of free agent class. There is no obvious free agent that will move the needle. Now, trade market? I mean, we heard the name Eric Carlson the other day. That moves the needle. See the Norris Trophy guy? He's the guy who's won three Norris trophies, including Chuck Norris, this year. right? Named after Chuck? He's named after Chuck. Yes, Good. absolutely right. Tough guy. Yes, very tough. Yes. Uh, no, it goes to the league's best defenseman. They trade for Eric Carlson. That'll move the needle. Okay. They make a deal for down. any of the four guys in Toronto. Okay. That'll move the needle. And I'm going to guess Carlson's not C-A-R-L-S-O-N. No, that's going to be K-A-R-L-S-S-O-N. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, Great. Okay. Carlson. All right. Next. Here we go. 866-979-3776. All right. Where are we? Uh, Drew is in Tacoma. What's up, Drew? What's going on, T-Town? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I was just calling in. Uh, I've heard a lot of people wondering if we need a Carlos Santana-type role in dugout for the Mariners. But something I'm kind of been curious about that no one's mentioning is the lack of Mitch Hanniger in the offseason. He's been in the clubhouse since 2017. We lost him. I think a lot of people looked up to him. And I think losing him was a, a bigger deal than I think people expected, maybe. Well, I appreciate the phone call. I think if you add in Mitch, I think you add in Marco, I think you add in Robbie Ray, I think you would have a triumvirate right there of a, of a quite significant leadership void. Mm that Robbie Ray was the one that Scott turned to right at the end of the year to address the team that, that uh, when, when it comes to pelts on the wall, nobody's got more than Marco and been through the desert and the dry seasons and, and enjoyed the Oasis. And yeah, Mitch had an intensity and called it out, you know, and, and was pretty accountable um, performance wise. I don't think you've lost much when you compare and contrast and poor Mitch again, broken forearm is out, but yeah, I think that they're, um, I think, Drew, there is something to be said about a leadership voice that they're still trying to find. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I, I'm willing to certainly concede that that would be an issue. It's hard because he's really struggled. I mean, he's, yeah. he's been hurt, and even when he's been in, he's not hit. I mean, he's got a six. No, you're not, I don't think even Drew's referencing no, the performance. Not. I, I know right? he's not. I'm, that's why yeah. I said I kind of agree with what he's saying. I just don't think you could do it. I, I think they just they were looking at him at age 32 <laughs> and saying – you got to have more production. You you just can't be that player. And I don't mean this snarky. I mean it serious. Like he was hurt so much that even if he was just a leader there, you were missing that a lot of Correct. the season right. too. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I agree. Hey, I think, speaking of Chuck Norris, I think what he's saying, if machines? I understand there, is it's not a criticism for not bringing him back, but yes. it's still part of the issue of why they of are the where they are. Year. And I, I would agree with you on that. I yep. think that's probably an accurate take. Hey, Justin, do you ever buy that Chuck Norris? What was his the fitness? To- the equipment? Total Gym? Yeah, do you have one of those in Libby? I did not have one of those. In Libby. Ah. We, we went out and split firewood, sorry, while you were watching okay. film. We were oh. fire, Ooh, stacking nice, firewood. Nice. Bucking hay bales. What was it called? Bucking. Total Bite Salt? you ever look into that thing? Total Gym. Total 866-979-3776. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Jim and Omac. What's up, Jim? Hello, yeah. Jimmy. 
They don't have TV, tel- telephones. That Jimmy, do you ever own back. a Total Gym from Chuck Norris, Christy Brinkley? You ever order that thing in the Okanagan? <laughs> All right, we'll go to Tom. Tom's in Corvallis. Hey, Tom, what's going on? You get the last word. Hi, good morning. Okay, thank you. Just want to say, you know, with the Mariners, I think I saw in the Seattle paper, people booing them, people oh, down yeah. on yeah, them. I read it on paper. You know, yeah. if you've been around, I remember the pilots even sitting in Six Stadium. Oh, wow. Um, Hold on, Tom. Hold on, Tim. Tom, you really sat in for a Pilots game back in the day? Oh, yeah. I grew up in town. Yeah. Tickets to the Pilots games for a student were like one or two dollars. Wow. I read it in our paper. Behind behind Chicken Wire and uh, Frank Howard's rear end. I mean, you'd see that the whole so you don't like the booing? Is that what you're saying, Timmy? He's, you don't, you don't the like booing. the booing? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well he's I don't just... like the booing. Tom if, knows. If you, if you choose to stay away, you're going to miss it when they start to get improved, and you'll appreciate it more if you're there. To oh, see those the people don't care, Tom. They just come back. They just play both sides of the fence. <laughs> it's totally fine. Don't worry about yeah, them. They'll that's... be all right. Thank you for the phone call. That's very great. Great uh, great stuff as always, guys. Gosh, Thank I you. on the listeners. Open. They're fun. Have I told you that, how much I love our yeah. listeners? Yes. You I and really both. wish. We both. I think I threw Jimmy up in the Okanagan off. Yeah. He was I looking read it in at, our paper. Yeah. He was Googling Total Jim. He wanted to have some answer to the Total Jim. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I that, apologize. That must have been it. That's my fault. Maura. It's time for Ranked. Got a list? Time to put it in order. Fred Dwarmfor's house. Top five. Top five meals that I have ever had. This is Ranked. To be honest, that list was really biased. Brought to you by Carter Volkswagen. Every morning at 945 on Brock and Saw. Yeah, top ten. Uh, I'm not buying Ranked. How's Earl doing, man? We play Earl, Earl every day. I don't know that I want to know. I just don't know. <laughs> Brock, with July 4th, a lot of people get ready for a long weekend, extra long weekend even. Today we have America ranked. Mm. America ranked. This one is going to be right up Brock's alley, no doubt. Brock, I know you love this. America! America! Do you know who that is singing? I sh- uh, uh, yes, um, Charles, Ray Charles. There we go. Nice job. Reminds I wasn't sure if that was going to come around. Reminds me of the same lot every time. Yes! Tina. Just a- <laughs> no. Uh, close? <laughs> Diana? So from- <laughs> from- <laughs> from coming to Should have stopped while I was ahead. <laughs> Oh my god! I think you've broken me. That might be it. That might be it, Brock. Uh, we've got the band America. You think they smoke much weed? <laughs> I don't really know what. To, I don't really know how to this answer. Like that. The last day of like your senior year of high school. That's what. That's the energy I'm getting from Brock. Are you? <laughs> yeah. It's a Friday before the fourth. We're gonna get loose. We're gonna get loose. Do you happy. remember uh, this horse, Brock? Poor Frosted, that gray horse was never going to make it. Was it American Pharaoh that uh, our buddy brought in the dirt from the Belmont? I think so. Kenny Maine? Yeah, I think that's right. I think it was that run. Yeah. How do you feel about Kid Rock? Hot. You know what he is? <laughs> I'm an American badass. Watch me kick. You can roll with rock. 
Oh. All right, let's radio edit. We'll move past that. <laughs> enough there. We got two different versions. You've been of to American a Kid Rock woman. concert, Justin? I sure have. At the Brock, the Puyallup Fair. I'm jealous. Wow. I think I should have done that. You should have. Yeah. Justin, you went with Lenny over uh, the Guess Who? Yeah, sorry about that. Is it because he's American and they're from Canada? Part of it. And I also just like his guitar tone a lot more. Yeah, it's fair. So, so That's good. Lenny Kravitz still around? Yeah. Oh, yes, very much. Still around. Great video. <laughs> he's not that old. Are you sure? Yeah. Did you see what's going around with Cheers, by the way? Did you see this tweet? <laughs> Do you know how many America things I need to get through and you're talking about Cheers? <laughs> they had a picture of the, uh, of the cast. This is the most important thing. I don't do want people, day. especially with America more, you don't want anybody to think that you forgot things. They people had a, they, the cast of Cheers. We were talking about Cheers the other day. In, the, in their age very of the strange. actors, it is, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, There's no way. I can't right. believe how young Norm was in that show. I know. Yeah, that part's sad. Makes you feel yeah. old. Yep. <laughs> You can still rock in America, though, Brock. It's okay. Still. And once again, the only show in the world playing Night Ranger still. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Brock, did you like American Beauty? Yes. My name is Lester Burnham. Yes. This is my neighborhood. <laughs> That's American Beauty. That a dark movie. There's no way it you liked dark. American Psycho, though. No. Did you see it? No. All right. It's too bad. It's great. Lenny, movie. by the way, turned 59 in May. Wow. Yeah, his daughter's in the new Batman. Look at that subtle off-white coloring. A tasteful thickness of it. Oh, my God. It even has a watermark. <laughs> American Psycho's the darkest comedy ever. It's so good. Christian Bale at his best. Jared Leto. Uh, yeah, it's really, really, really good movie. Uh, you got the Americans with, uh, what's her name? Carrie Russell, right? American Graffiti, Captain mm, America, American Once Upon a Time in America, American Horror Story. There was a movie called In America, American Gangster, Air America with Mel Gibson, Wet Hot American Summer, American Idol. I know a lot of people like that. Can you help me with something? Yes. Can you help me say that word? H-O-R-R-O-R? Because I can't. Yeah. Horror. Horror. I, I, can't. I call it. I say horror. You just say so horror? Just, just so I don't horror? have to. Just go watch yes, the end right. of Apocalypse now. Horror? You'll, you'll figure it out. Horror? Horror. Maybe order Americano, Brock, and you can yeah, have enough it. energy to figure it out. Gotcha. Yeah. You can watch <laughs> that's a word I don't. Time I mean, that's weekend. a word I purposely don't say. See movies with America Ferreira. Uh-huh. And then you know who uh, America's named for? Be Amerigo Vespucci. I know you knew that, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. And by yeah. the way, it's not just North America. Right? We're just ranking Americas? Right. South America! Don't leave out South America. <laughs> you been down there at all? No. I'd like to. Brock, you like the movie American Sniper? Oh, I love that. That's so right. sad. We got the All-American Rejects, Team America, World Police. Okay, let's go. We got to get Breakfast to in America. Five. You want the let's top go. five? I yeah, almost forgot go. an American tale. Yeah, Fievel. Fievel. Oh. Yeah, that's a big oh. miss for you, Justin. Wow. I said, all, I said almost for yeah. you. Yeah, well, good thing you remembered. American Idiot, Green I'm Day. Like Trevor. God bless America. Proud to be an American. Well, that's what? Yeah, it didn't make that's the, top, not the five. top five. Yeah, no, it's not. Number five for me is American History X. We didn't have any sound for it. We just couldn't find any that was relevant or that we could play on the radio. American, but it's that good a movie. Where at least I know I'm free. I'm going <laughs> to sing over. Yeah. I'm going to sing over all five of them. Wow. Well, that's, <laughs> that should have been in there. No, it's not. 
Rockets. I'm surprised Kid Rock didn't make the top five. Wow. American Badass, it came close, Justin. It was right outside. Did. We did have to make room for American Pie at number four. And one time at band camp? Yeah, the movie, not the stupid the song. The movie. Yeah, the movie, not the song. Okay. Okay. I mean, the song is in there, just in case you wanted to. You no, know, yeah, I don't need to play Don McLean. I'm all set with Don McLean. There's a good documentary okay. on Netflix right now about the American Gladiators you should start watching. I would Ooh. say American Pie is one of the hardest I've ever laughed in a movie theater. I went with you. I was the perfect age for that movie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was laughing so hard in the theater for that yeah. movie. Number three, Brock, for you. I would have thought this would be the first thing that would have been on your mind. Number three. sad, though. Apollo died. Well, right, but the scene is still great. The no, movie's awesome. The song is James fantastic. Brown's James Brown is ridiculous. It's so good. No? I See, I put that in there for you. Otherwise, Kid Rock might have been in the well, top five. Well, you should put Proud to be an American in there for me, then. Jeez. All right, I'll tell you what. Know your partner. I'll tell you what. I'll take it out, Brock. And instead, we'll, we'll insert this one at number three for my wife. Come on. How many times have you seen him? You and Heather? I've never seen him. I've only seen I've only seen the surreal Neil in Super Diamond, the cover oh, band. Oh, interesting. Yeah, very sad. That'll be number three. At number two. You know what that is? I don't, but it's a good one. Oh, Tom Beatty. Tom. Oh, sorry. It's Tom Petty. As you know, Tom Petty's usually near the top of these rankings. Yeah, probably. Foreigner's not in it, so I should have known. That. Right. Yeah, I couldn't come up with any Foreigner America songs. So Tom Petty, number two. Number one, Brock. Any guesses? Great, great American hero. The United States of America, Brock. Boom. Number one, America. Boom. How about that? Goes the dynamite. Be careful with the fireworks. Seriously. don't don't. It's not worth it. The risk-reward people. It's not worth it. Brock, have a good weekend. What a week. Yeah. What a bunch of calls. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's, let's end it on that note. Just it in. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> What'd you say, Justin? Six inch. Just a kicker, dude. Just a kicker, dude. Just a kickback. Stick around Just for Bump and Stacy. They are next. I'll be in Monday. And until then, here. the hay. Barn. See everybody. Just a kicker, dude. Get to the chopper.